Welcome back, everybody, to the Perfect Timing Podcast, episode 13. Serge, how are we feeling? Lucky 13. We feeling good or what? You know, we're feeling good. We're feeling great. Right. You know, it's nice to be here. It's great to be here, actually. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do it. Episode Epis- 13. Yeah, episode 13. Lucky 13. So we had an unbelievable uh, past two episodes with our boy, Joey Mack. Joe Ski, Joe McGinnis, I hopped on the podcast last week to break down the first round of the playoffs. We had super wild card weekend. Um, great weekend overall football. The actual football was okay, but uh, we're going to be recapping some more going forward. I'm going to talk about some other stuff as well, but it's still the NFL playoffs. We have a few weeks left of the NFL season. We're excited for this NFL playoffs, despite the Patriots not being into that. We'll get into that in a little bit, but we are excited to talk about NFL and the rest of the stuff going forward. Talking about Super Wildcard Weekend, Serge, wasn't that wild, right? They basically, we're all blowouts, right? Every- yeah, except for the Bengals-Raiders yeah. game. That was pretty close. Yeah, it was a close one to the end. Every mm-hmm. home team won this past weekend, except Dallas. This <laughs> was a little... Well, I guess that game was close too, but... Yeah, that was a close one. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But man, they just super wild card weekend. It's 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 built up to be one of the best weekends of the year. And it is, of course, it's a playoff for the playoffs. It's great. But every one of the games are basically blowouts. It's it it sucked in that aspect. But it's football. Be happy. It's football. It's (laughs) great. Um, But yeah, like you said, that uh, that Raiders Bengals one is pretty close. Um, it happened basically half of a week ago now, right? It's, we're recording on Wednesday night and we saw it on Saturday is at four 30 on Saturday. Um, Bengals won 26 to 19 Raiders kept it close at the end. Those refs, man, <laughs> they, uh, they basically yeah. got booted out of the playoffs after making that whistle, the, uh, the, the whistle kind of out of nowhere when Joe Burrow quote unquote, stepped out of bounds through a touchdown pass. And then they came back after the game and said that it was after he caught the touchdown, which just was not the fact at all very clearly Mm -hmm. on video. Um, But great ending overall. That was, like you said, pretty close about it. Um, Anything to say about that game at all, Serge? Uh, No, I don't think I really watched it. I think I watched, I was going back and forth with the, uh, I think that was the first weekend the UFC came back. Mm-hmm. So they had fight night. So I was going back and forth with that and uh, that fight night that they had on ESPN Plus. But it was, uh, from what I saw, it was pretty good. Uh, Joe Burrow looks like a stud, as always. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a beast. He's a baller. He's a future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad for the Raiders because uh, I didn't think they were going to make a run, but I did think that they were going to have a better game. Like they, I thought they would beat the Bengals because I thought the Bengals were just too young. I think I said it last week. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Bengals, I thought the youth on the Bengals would kind of uh, deter them from winning, but I apparently did not because Jamar Chase looks like he's the next Jerry Rice. <laughs> like the guy, guy looks amazing, and Joe Burrow, they already have that connection. So, yep. yeah, it was, it was a pretty good game. I enjoyed it from what Agreed. I saw. Agreed. One thing that stuck out from it uh, to me, like you said, Joe Burrow balled out and everything. Funny stat before the game, I think they showed it so many times on NFL Network, so it kind of it was kind of overdone. Uh, I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast at all, but the first text message was sent about a Bengals playoff win was sent after that game because before the last time that they won a playoff game was '91, and 
texting wasn't a thing back then. Oh, really? Yeah. So, Jesus nine, so 1992 was the first time that text message was sent in 1991 uh, was the last time they won a playoff game. So the first ever playoff Bengals playoff win text message was sent after that game. I don't really, I don't want to, I don't really want to live in a world that the Bengals are winning playoff games. <laughs> so let's go back to the, let's, let's go back to the way it used to be. Joey B's a dog. Like you said, he's going to continue he's to ball dog, out. Yeah. It'll be a good matchup. We'll talk about the matchups a little bit later as well as we go through this past weekend. But, uh, but yeah, we can talk about the next game on Saturday night. We're going chronologically through the games. Um, yeah, it's just uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Serge before the episode said that he wanted to give me a full 20 minutes to talk about it. I'm definitely not going to do that because I'm already kind of moved on. Uh, the only word that I wrote during the entire game as we write notes during the games that are going on, one word, embarrassing. That's uh, all I could say about the Patriots getting absolutely smoked by the Bills 47 to 17. Nothing else to say other than it was just a historic effort, offensive effort by the Bills. Perfect offensive game. Literally perfect offensive game. It's absurd. No punts, no picks, no fumbles, no field goals. Seven touchdowns on seven possessions. They needed it on the last one, so it doesn't even freaking count. It was just, it was just absurd. All the build up to it about playing. I, wa- I wanted to play them versus the Bengals. I wanted to play them versus the Bengals because I was afraid of what the mm-hmm. Bengals offense was going to do. She overlooked your opponent. She never do that. I wasn't overlooking them, though. I was not. I was thinking about the matchups between our DBs who got absolutely roasted because we had two practice squad players <laughs> starting at DB, Viangelo Ross, and I don't even know the other guy's name, playing DB for us. And it was just absolutely disgusting. Um Sports radio was, I'm sure, all over it. I don't know. I posted on on Instagram the other day. We Boston sports fans or Patriots fans listening to those that garbage sports radio because I know a lot of people do between uh, my dad, Gina's dad, between some of my friends that are our age and everything. Even my brother, I remember mentioning Chris. He he listens to Fel- Felker and Maz and all those other losers that talk about Boston sports radio. I can't stand them. Losers. I, I can't stand them at all, man. I just said f sports spot. It's Boston sports radio. F them. It's just insane. Like they just, I'm sure they were talking about Mac not being on the team next year, talking about Bill retiring, all the stupid Mac, that they brought not up. Mac Jones. Don't, don't uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking about that. They brought, <laughs> they bring up the stupidest thing. One of, one of the, one of the websites for Boston sports, NBC sports, Boston, they posted, I think a few days before the, uh, the bills game. It said, if Mac struggles, should Brian Hoyer go in for experience and granted Do it was what? Sh- <laughs> to play football, believe it or not, at 37 years old, Brian Hoare is still on the team and they're backup. But like, it's, I'm sure it was a lot of it was to get clicks, but it's just like, I can't stand the stupid stuff that they say. So I, when, whenever people are complaining about Boston sports radio to me, I literally say to them, guess what? You're not going to hear that from perfect time and podcast tune in <laughs> available on Apple, Spotify and anchor baby let's roll. So I always make sure to talk about that and just, I can't stand sports radio. So especially after a Patriots loss, um, but yeah, like I said, got some perspective. I'm already looking forward to the draft this upcoming year. I think overall, um, shout out to my boy, Julio the Barber. I got my haircut today and he just talked about, yeah, man, the Patriots, uh, Patriots overachieved and couldn't agree more. We had a rookie quarterback. Defense was very good at points in the season. Did not end well at all. A lot of people hurt. Matthew Judon, I can't even t- 
talk about him enough from not doing anything the entire second half of the season. And that bye week is the thing that killed us, dude. It's the thing that killed us after beating the bills that one week since then we have looked like a different team. Granted, we beat the Jaguars, the lowly Jaguars. We put a 50 burger up on them, but man, haven't done anything since that bye week, which is just sad to see. So going forward, uh, like I said, having perspective on it and just really going back to next, going forward to next year, it's not a rebuild season. We didn't, we didn't lose. We didn't go to the playoffs. We're not in rebuild mode. Like my coach Selman used to say, we don't rebuild, we reload. So we're going up to next season already fired up. Max going to be much better second year. He did a very good season this year, potentially offensive rookie of the year. Jamar Chase is going to end up getting it, but he was in the running for a little Obviously. bit. Obviously. <laughs> he was in the running for most of the season, but I think it's uh, it, it'll be a good season next year going forward. Um, but yeah. I would say best of luck to the Bills, but I don't mean it, so I'm not going to say it at all. <laughs> salty. Yeah, salty, salty, <laughs> salty. And we can go into the next game, talk about the former <laughs> New England Patriot, Tom Brady, and the Bucks. Sir, do you have anything to say about that, that game at all? I, uh, I thought Jalen Hurts looked shaky, at least in the, as a passer. Um, other than that, I was expected. I think the Bucks are just a better team than the Eagles. It was that weekend culminated, or it was like because the Eagles were the seventh seed, right? The seventh seed that came in, seventh team. And who was the other seventh seed from the AFC? Uh, was it the Patriots? No, Patriots were six. Uh, Steelers were six. Steelers. Uh, that's another Steelers. game. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. So it was like those two teams just didn't deserve, just shouldn't be in the playoffs. They just shouldn't have been there, and it kind of showed in that game. Um, the Bucks had some major injuries with Tristan Warps and Ryan Jensen, so it'll be something to monitor going forward. Yep. But all in all, I just felt like the Bucks are just a, clearly a better team. Tom Brady's, you know, two times the age of Jalen Hurts, has two times the amount of experience. You've probably been more than that. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was kind of expected. I didn't think the Eagles re- had a real shot in the game anyways. So, I mean, they'll be better next year. Yep. Um, as for the Bucks, they just look they look good. I don't know how they're gonna be moving forward again with those injuries that I talked about or mentioned earlier, but hey, it's whatever. Uh, here's the thing about playoff football when the Falcons aren't in it. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> so my my analysis is gonna be very short, it's gonna be very brief because again, I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you I root move for forward. chaos. Yep. Yeah, I move That's forward. Right. I root for chaos. I like to see bad things happen. <laughs> I don't care. You said that in the group you. chat the other day, and it just like it made me laugh. I wanted to automatically like make you into the Joker meme, just like rooting for chaos. It just it just want the hey. most random shit to happen. It's great. Yeah, I like the number one seeds to lose. I like <laughs> great quarterbacks to have terrible games. I like good court. I like bad quarterbacks to have great games. I like fumbles. I like interceptions. I like uh, defense giving up 50 points. I love it all. I like missed kicks. I love muff punts. I love everything. <laughs> everything about that in the playoffs, as long as it doesn't happen to the Falcons, when the Falcons aren't in the playoffs, I love it. I love it all. But um, yeah, so I so that gave me us the Bucks. I don't really, I didn't really care, Nick. I didn't really care. <laughs> Congrats to Tom Brady. You're great. I get it. You're 44. Retire. In a discussion. Moving on. What was the next game? No, I want, I want to talk about a few things about that game, just briefly. Um, Jalen Hurts. I mentioned him a few, few weeks ago and earlier in the season, too, where I had him on one of my fantasy teams. 
and how I talked about how well he's doing in fantasy. I don't think I've seen a single, like a full Eagles game because I would always look at halftime and he would have like five points and then he would end up with like 24 points. Has, has, has this been the entire year what he's been doing where he's just done nothing the first three quarters and then it's like, oh, yeah, I'm playing football in the fourth quarter. Is that what he's been doing the, the entire season? For the most part, I believe so, because let me look, look at his numbers right now because I want to look at his completion percentage because the way to judge a quarterback is to look at their completion percentage and their yards per attempt. Yeah. So for the it's season. Because I was like shocked yeah. watching it. I was like, is this really what's going on? Because they dominated the – I wrote down originally they dominated the first half. They dominated the entire game. And then the fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts is like, oh, yeah, we should probably put some points up, I guess. His completion percentage is fine. He's at 61.3%. His yards are low. He's only at 3,100, and he started all 17 games. He might have missed one game. I think he one missed game. one. Uh, he missed one two. game. So he started – he missed two. So he played 15 two. games, but he threw for under 3,500 yards. Mm. And his average yards per attempt was 7.3 yards. So they're not bad. What do you run and the for? Touchdown... Do you, he had a lot of yards uh, on the ground, too. He that's must have had a lot of fantasy yards. points. Yeah, that, that, might, that must have been it. That, that's a lot of the fantasy points, too. That's like I, I thought he was playing much better than he was, and I didn't see a full Eagles game during the entire season, and now I understand he why. He had 784 yards rushing mm-hmm. on 10 touchdowns and uh, 5.6 yards per carry. So mm-hmm. he's dynamic. Yeah. Definitely dynamic. But there, there is definitely something missing. Yep. And I just think he's – right now he just struggles as a passer. I don't think he's that great of a passer right now in his career. He'll get yep. better. I have no doubt about that. But I think the Bucks really exploited that because I don't know if the Bucks secondary is back to form. I think they had some injuries, right? Yeah. Did the, did the other guys come They're back the, like uh, – yeah. Almost the entire season they've had injuries, which is just crazy. Yeah. They're, I think they're going to go there in the draft right after. Like there's no reason why he should not – the they should not be going straight to the the cornerback well in the draft this year. They've been so many injuries. They have nobody's been reliable for them at all. Mm-hmm. It's been insane watching that just absolutely downfall for them. Um, but yeah, like you said, that uh Jalen Hurts is good, but fourth quarter, I don't yeah, it's I don't absolutely I don't know. Hard. I don't really watch a lot of Eagles games. I, I watched his first game with the Falcons, but that doesn't really count because it's Falcons suck. Yeah, but um he definitely isn't that good of a passer right now. So he'll, mm-hmm. he'll need to get better if he really wants to stay as a starter, as a yep. starting quarterback. He's a as high of, level starting quarterback, you say. As of right now, he's a starting quarterback. <laughs> we talked about yeah, it as in, of right the, now. in the group chat between me, you and Joski. It's just like every, I mean, Howie Roseman, the GM, came out and said, he's our quarterback one for next year. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, like, granted, he didn't have the best season, like Serge just talked about, but yeah, I, I would hope so. You're not putting Gardner Minshew as your quarterback one next year, the day after you guys lose in the playoffs. Like, that's absolutely absurd yeah. for them. I mean, what did you expect? <laughs> you guys won how many games did they win last year? Like, they won some at the end of the season. Yeah, and I remember it was at the end of the season they won. But Jalen Hurts was Jalen Hurts came in last year. Remember yeah. Yeah. Carson once. So yeah, I'll never, I'll never forgive myself for not starting him in uh, fantasy playoffs. Is a, a super flex. I lost because of that. All right, uh, it happens. Yeah, it happens. That's true. Um, Tom Brady talking about Tom Brady in this game. Um, <laughs> you see the whole thing what Joe just sent earlier today uh, about the roughing the passer calls. He had one roughing the passer call against him in this game. That is probably doesn't get hit. That's the that, thing. He doesn't get that hit. That is the first of this entire entire season for him. And 
since 2010 has had 10. 10 10th most or has 10 total? 10 total. Because I couldn't under, I didn't understand the list. I didn't since know if it was 10, 10, 10, 10 total. Total since 2010. So there's all this hullabaloo, all this talk. All this blasphemy, years of it, years of blasphemy about Brady getting all these calls in the world, even when he was on the Patriots before. He never got a roughing the passer call. Never does. Ten in ten years. Guess who's at the top of the list, Serge? Did you see who that was? Because it's your you know boy. why he's number one on the list? You know why he's number one? Because he gets smacked every game. That's why. It's not because, oh, because oh, it's because he's a bad quarterback. No, it's because the man is getting he has a second to throw the ball and he's getting smacked. All right. That's what's <laughs> happening. The reason why Tom Brady isn't getting rid of the passer calls because the Patriots offensive line or the Bucks offensive line, they've been they've ranked at the top of the NFL. So he's not getting hit and he gets the ball away pretty quickly. So yep. again, like that's offense, that's scheme wise. That's him. That's him just knowing where to go with the ball and being fast, making quick decisions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe sometimes the refs, you know, swallow their whistle. And you know what? I don't have a problem with it because I like chaos. So chaos. keep going on. Surge, keep roughing him like that. Surge rules for chaos. I love it. Keep roughing him like that. Yep. All right. Hop into the next game. 49ers versus the Cowboys. Boy, oh boy. What a game we have here. Like I said before, Cowboys are the only home team not to win this past weekend. And they did it in dramatic fashion, man. Oh, my God. As they always do. As they always do. I, As they always do. Going into this game, they were the only favorite. Well, they were the only favorite this past weekend that also did not win, which is just also very, very funny, too. 49ers put it together at the end of the season. When the playoffs come. We've said it every every single year at the NFL happens where it does not matter what the records are going into the playoffs. The best team will find a way to win, and the 49ers did it. They look like a freaking wagon against them in the first half at least, and then the, the Cowboys decided to finally catch up at the end. But, man, they they are – 49ers are so much fun to watch, dude. They are, between the entrance with the speaker, which we were talking about before we started recording, the gigantic speaker, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel walking out to, to Super Gremlin by, uh, by Kodak Black. Like, oh, my God. They just have all the vibes. They are just a badass team. And one thing that I know that I noted, I know how much you love Debo, but, man, he is just – he is the, the perfect – player for Kyle Shanahan is he it's not a perfect player not even Kyle Shanahan the guy's just the perfect <laughs> football player he's tough he can go deep mm-hmm. he can he's not afraid of he's he can run through tackles he can break tackles mm-hmm. the man could pass I think he threw a touchdown pass yep did he throw a touchdown pass last week or this week this week yep he did this week I mean he could do it all yep. <laughs> What he, are we doing here? He's the one. Put him in the un- MVP vote. <laughs> he's the he's the true one to unlock everything Shanahan has wanted in a player for years with his versatility. I mean, we've talked about last week with Joe about the Kyle the Shanahan scheme on offense. You literally throw any running back back there. That includes a wide receiver with Debo Samuel, and that's pretty absurd. And he he can do it all. Like you said, he can throw it, he can run it, and he can catch the ball too. It's absolutely absurd just to see how well Debo has been. And he has looked like a superstar this year. And I am still so upset that the Patriots passed on him in the first round and picked freaking Nikhil Harry instead. But the reason for that, the 49ers drafted him, it's because of the senior bowl. And that's one of the things that I absolutely love. If you don't know already, we talked about some college football stuff. 
senior bowl is one of the highly touted, like, I guess, like, I don't even know, all-star games, I guess you could call it for, for college. It's one of my favorite games to watch. A lot of the players that play in it end up getting chosen uh, in the draft, this upcoming draft, the years only for seniors in college, but Debo was coached at that game by the 49ers coaching staff. And they picked him because of how much they loved him, learned how versatile he was during that week of practice. And that's why he's on the 49ers and balling right now. So hey, watch the, watch the, watch the senior bowl. And maybe you'll pick out a few players that are going to be in the NFL in a few years balling out like Debo is. So good for them for doing that. Do you want to talk about how bad the Cowboys ended this game or what, dude? Like, Oh well, yeah. I don't know who calls a draw quarterback draw with what 11 seconds left to go in the game no timeouts left yeah. and then you expect to what's spike the ball and get another plan i mean I, was it 11 seconds or eight seconds i don't it know was, it was under another 10 it was like it was 18 when the when the play was called mm-hmm. and then it, i'll go into i wrote down on the on the note for this game 11 i'll go through like five separate things about the number 11 for this game which is pretty funny but mm-hmm. It was like 18 seconds left. When he crossed the first down, it was 11 seconds. And I think it was like eight seconds when he slid down and they tried. Oh, God. Just like. It's a brutal play call. What are you doing? <laughs> and Kellen Moore is apparently the OC that's getting interviewed by every team. Like, what do you, how do you, how do you call that? How do did you he call, call that? Or did Mike McCarthy like tell him? Did he? That's Mike McCarthy's got to get the okay on every single play. That's a big like, He's question. the OC, but Mike McCarthy gives makes all the decisions. Yeah. And Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to manage time at all. So it'd be very funny if it was him. You have no timeouts, zero timeouts. You're in the middle of the field. You'd run a quarterback draw. What are you thinking? And they think they're going to get up to the line. The quarter, the center is going to spot his own football and then they're going to run the play. How dumb are you? Why would you like never in a football game has that ever been done? You see receivers. I forget what team it was a few weeks ago, but you see receivers sprinting and you like, I, I'm, I'm automatically picturing Larry Fitzgerald from like five years ago, sprinting in to run and go hand the ref the ball so that he can place it down, set it for the center and then snap the ball, spike the ball, whatever they can do. But where they were on the field, you could throw a Hail Mary. Like, I, I was speech. I was, wasn't speeches. I was laughing out loud watching the Cowboys' demise at the end of the game. I was actually laughing. I was over our, our friend Anthony. So, shout out to Cass and Anthony for hosting us. We were both, we were, he's a Jets fan. I'm a Patriots fan. So we're still friends. We were cracking up watching the game. We're like, there's no time on the clock. What are they doing? Why would they do that? It was just, it's still just comical to me thinking about it and seeing all the uh, the uproar about Dak talking about the refs after and had to come out with an apology today and everything. Oh, it's just, a, it's ridiculous. Oh man. Like between Dak running into the center and like uh, running into the ref and then like blaming the refs for that. Like, dude, it's just like, Oh, so funny. What a horrible play call. Yeah. I loved it though, because you know I oh, like yeah. chaos. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was beautiful you, to watch. You loved chaos. Yeah. And as we said almost the entire time we've done this podcast, we can disagree on the Falcons and Patriots. We can disagree about who we root for in basketball. One thing we are agreeing, like I said, the meme, the shaking hands meme, hating the Cowboys. <laughs> it was just a beautiful thing to see, seeing them lose like that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, nothing there's nothing better than watching a Cowboys choke in the playoffs just yep. just absolute just choke. they choke so hard again again remember like, a few man, years ago the, the first round yeah. by oh my god i was just oh yeah because they played the packers remember in aaron Rodgers? <laughs> uh yeah yeah on like the last play of the game 
Dak looked like a deer in the headlights after the game. He's just like looking around, like what did what just happened? Yeah, that was very very funny. And having that on the Nickelodeon broadcast was even funnier too. It would have been it would have been amazing if like they had the slime the slime cannons go off after the game and then time ran out or they picked the MVP, the Nickelodeon valuable player, and it was Dak Prescott despite losing the game. Mm-hmm. It's just very funny that they picked him. It was kind of my part of my take. Those guys kind of did that, uh, did the kind of the vote on Twitter, the kind of push to the, the losing quarterback to win it. I thought he was going to get slimed at the end of the game. It would have just put, it would have just put the the cherry on top of everything. It would have been so funny, so mm-hmm. beautiful to watch, but that didn't happen. But it was funny watching the Nickelodeon broadcast. Uh, to watch and like I said only favorite to lose this weekend Um, but the number 11 had a lot of different things not only between this game but also the Cowboys and the Trent Williams so I want to go kind of go through a few of these things I wrote four separate things down first one Trayvon Diggs 11 picks by him most in the league since 1981 and I saw this on the NFL Network the other day when (laughs) when that was the record was 13 picks by Lester Hayes, led the NFL. <laughs> Do you know why he led the NFL? His hands were covered, no. covered in stickum. That's why. That's no. when the year, the year that he had 13 was the year, the year after is when they banned stickum from the NFL. The picture of his hands, it just it looks like it's just like pine tar glue all over it. It's very, very funny to see. That's when they banned it. But he had 11 picks in the season, even though he gave up what was the the, the stats that you gave me before the episode search? He had 11 picks. Oh, he um 11 picks. He led the he led the league in like yards allowed, yards per catch, uh and penalties. <laughs> but he also had 11 picks, so he's an all-pro. <laughs> but he had the 11 picks, so he's all pro. Exactly. Yeah. So very num- very funny number with that 11. Number 11 for the defense for for the defensive probably rookie of the year for the Cowboys, Micah Parsons. Didn't hear much from him. They kind of subdued him for the most part during that game. I think he was coming off COVID. Yeah. So there was, yeah, he was breathing on the sidelines with the oxygen mask and everything. He didn't look good, uh, but played an unbelievable season as a defensive rookie of the year after taking last year off for COVID. Like I said before, 11 seconds left in the game when Dak got the first down and then subsequently ended the game. It is now 11 straight consecutive seasons without making the conference championship for the Cowboys which is worst in the league. Can you believe that? Worst in the league. 11 straight seasons. America's team hasn't made the conference championship. That's laughable. It's just so, so funny. Absolutely hilarious. The last number 11 that I had, Trent Williams waited 11 years for his first playoff win. You didn't see his quote after the game, did you, Serge? Uh, I don't think so. I think I... I think I turned it off after that. <laughs> his, his quote after the game, when asked about if it was if waiting was worth it, he said, "Definitely, definitely, way too long to get my first playoff win, but it's all perfect timing." That was his exact hey. quote. Hey, perfect timing, baby. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of different things between that game, but it's all perfect timing in the end, right? It's yeah. just, that's all it is. Meant to be. That's right. Meant to be. <laughs> you want to hop into the next game, Serge? The Steelers and the Chiefs. 
Yeah, I mean, that game was weird, huh? <laughs> Started off pretty weird. I think, what was it? Like, the Steelers scored first on an interception return for a touchdown by TJ yep. Watt. Yep. Fumble, um, fumble return for a then, touchdown, yeah. Fumble, fumble return for a touchdown. But then Pat Mahomes threw a pick, too, right? He threw a yep. pick mm-hmm. early in the game. He early, tipped, early. Yeah, he, 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 uh, TJ Watt tipped it, and then it was a pick, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it didn't matter because he ended up <laughs> – Throwing for five touchdowns, what four hundred or maybe three hundred something yards? No, four hundred. Yeah. Four, four was four hundred. Yeah, it was four hundred yards. It was, yeah, so it, that like didn't matter. <laughs> the Steelers, you know, Big Ben's last game. Unfortunately, we're sad to see a legend go. He's not coming back, dude. He thinks he is. That's a funny thing. I think he thinks he is. He's like, he gave all the whole send off for for Pittsburgh and everything. I think he wants to still play. No team is going to take him. He's in, he doesn't move in the in the pocket. He takes a sack like a sack of potato sack, sack of potatoes and, potatoes. and it's just <laughs> he's so old out there. It's so so funny to see. And I think he thinks he's going to play one more. I don't know if it's with the Steelers. I don't know what team would ever take him. But I think he he believes he's not done. But I don't I, know, dude. He, he should seemed be. like he's pretty set. He, he was crying be. last game. I mean. In the regular season, so I don't, I don't know. I think, I think he's done. I think he's finished. I don't think he's coming back. I just think, yeah, I don't, I can't see him coming back. I just don't know. Yeah, like you said, I can't think of a team that would want him. Nope, nobody. Um, could he go for maybe one more year, maybe mm-hmm. in the right place with an offensive line that won't that he'll have like ten years to throw a pass where he's not going to be pressured at all. Yep. But how many of those openings are like currently available yeah. in the NFL? Not so, yeah, but they didn't, they just, they have some issues with their OC, the way they run plays, mm-hmm. um, their call plays, I mean, mm-hmm. and their run plays is what I meant to say. Yep. They have issues with their run game in general um, and their passing game. They're all, the whole entire offense is a complete overhaul because yep. a deep ball to the Big Ben basically has three passes, a slant, <laughs> an out, and then a jump ball <laughs> on a go route to one of the receivers. That's yep. literally all he does. Yep. That's it. There's nothing That's else. It. And then he does a double point. He points at whatever people who might be blitzing, but I don't think they ever do blitz. He points, <laughs> hike, and then out. Slant or a jump ball to Clay Pool, Chase Claypool. Yep. Um, and then their run game is literally Najee trying to dodge four people in the backfield <laughs> to get three yards. <laughs> That's what their offense is basically. So they need to fix that. Their defense is pretty good. Yeah. Although they, I just think they came with the buzz. They met with the buzz saw this past weekend against the, mm-hmm. the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. with Patty and uh, now Jerick McKinnon looks like he's RB one, and you know Tyreek Hill obviously, and mm-hmm. you know Swag Killer. Travis Kelsey, the best dancer in the NFL. <laughs> Other than Drew Locke. Other than Drew Locke. I don't know. Travis Kelsey's gonna give him a, would give him a run for his money. That guy got <laughs> the guy has some moves. The guy has some moves. He can move. Um so yeah. I don't know. The Chiefs look good. Steelers don't look good. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. Did you see the graphic that NBC put for the Sunday night football thing about uh about Big Ben? Talking about like him, his last hurrah. Technically, he was fifth most QB wins, impressive. Oh yeah, eighth, eighth most touchdown passes, and then that records that you know that record's about to be overtaken next year, right? For for what the most touchdown passes? Yeah. Well, his his record. Matt Ryan is? is number nine right now. Oh, is he, he really? just he just yeah he took out Eli Manning this past year. Big oh, Ben's nice. next. <laughs> good, for, good for him. But so good for him. So the so the graphic said fifth most QB wins, positive. 
eighth most touchdown passes, a positive. And then the last thing said most sack, most sacked ever in the NFL, in the history of the NFL. He's a most sacked quarterback. It was like, was this since the sack has been like a, like a stat? Probably. I'm sure there was like in the okay. 1940s, I'm sure, a quarterback. Yeah, I'm, when he... I'm positive those are <laughs> sacked. But it was, it... yeah, it was just absolutely absurd. I forget the exact number, but it was like all like very good stats. Like I said, like he's up in the history books. He won two Super Bowls, like despite the Patriots beating him in the AFC Championship a few times. Love that. But they, he has all the numbers up there. Definitely going to be, I think, a first uh, ballot Hall of Famer just because of his numbers and everything. But the the most sacked made me laugh out loud because it was just like good, good, and then negative. Most sacked. <laughs> it was like, is that a good thing or not? Yeah. Very. Well, it's very not a bad sad. thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's how you look at it. Yeah, depends. He's a gamer. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a gamer. He played a gamer. better. He played better hurt his entire career, which it's yeah, always, always good to see that. Just fight through things, and he was a hell of a player. So we'll see if it's his last hurrah or not. Last game we had on Monday night, Monday night football game. Also just a blowout, dude. Just no, I don't think we need to really touch on it. It's just bad. It's bad. It's just so bad. Cardinals lose to the Rams 34 to 11. The Arizona Frognals continue to fall from grace from their Mr. September and October seasons that they had just plummet into the ground and just absolutely brutal. Um, It was going into the game. It was a tall order for Kyler to go to LA and beat the Rams without his top receiver. And unfortunately came up a little short. How tall is he? Like five eight? <laughs> Something like that. It's, it's crazy. Five eight or five seven? He's so short. He looks like I mean the the meme of him all season long is him just running around like a little kid and just like scampering around everywhere when like a kid is, did something bad and he was running for his life for four straight quarters from Aaron Donald. It was just absolutely brutal. The the shortest, lol, shortest pick six in NFL history where he was just in in the end zone and just threw the ball up Carson Wentz style and just. Guy picked it at the one yard line and walked right in. It's just yeah, like he was, he was doing too much in that game. Way too much, man. Absolutely crazy uh, for the Cardinals. Just to, like I said, the fall from grace that they've had. Um, Rams, other than Matt Stafford throwing a few picks, he uh, looked pretty good overall. He threw two picks. I think so. Right? Is that two or one? I have no idea. I don't remember. I think I know he threw one for sure. No, um, he didn't throw one at all. Actually, I thought he, he didn't did. throw one at all. I thought he threw no. one. He threw two touchdown passes, zero picks. Oh, wow. I miss. I'm thinking about the weekend before, right? Did he throw two picks? The weekend weekend before, before? yeah, he threw two picks. That's what it was. So, despite him not helping your, uh, you have a vengeance against him for not doing anything for your fantasy team, but you won that. It it worked out. It worked worked out. out. It worked worked out. It worked out fine. He did enough. He and he got his first playoff win as well. Him and Trent Williams, both their first playoff win ever. OBJ came back. It looks like uh, OBJ wasn't the problem in, in Cleveland, man. He oh, looked yeah, now really we know good. that. <laughs> he looked really now good. Now we can say that. He looked yeah. like their dependent receiver, basically stepping in for Robert Woods since he's been hurt. Um, he did really well. He got his first ever playoff touchdown this past weekend, which I thought was pretty cool. Good for him. Well, um, he's only playing one other playoff game. That was, the, that. that was right after the boat pick, right? That was the yeah. boat pick. <laughs> Can you believe I saw like so, there were so many things after like the season and the regular season ended about since that picture, the Giants have just like had, I think it's 
five years now, five straight losing seasons or something like that. They just, they've been in a tailspin since that picture. And it's, if you don't know it already, look it up on Twitter. It's like the epic. It's all the Giants players. Was it before the week of the playoffs? They all went on a boat, on a yacht. Like, it's yeah. Like half, like two of them were like <laughs> Sterling Shepard, I think were in Tim's on the boat. And it's just like very funny. It's so weird. Shirtless <laughs> on the boat too. Very, very funny. Yeah. Very funny. And they have the Giants have been disgusting since then. But OBJ, first touchdown playoff, first playoff touchdown for his career. Um, and someone else that also balled out, Serge. I think Joe had it last week. So I would be happy to toss it to you for the spotlight player of the week. Who was that spotlight player of the week this weekend, Serge, for the super wild card weekend that we had? Cam Akers. Mm. And for those who don't know, Cam Akers is. Five and a half months away, or five and a half five five and a half months ago, he tore his Achilles, and now he's playing full contact, full pace, full speed NFL football. Mm-hmm. And he's not only playing full contact, full speed, full everything, full padded, whatever NFL football. He's looked good. Yeah, he's looked good. He had ninety five yards total, ran for fifty five yards, and add another forty yards with. Uh, catches now the Achilles injuries is odd it's, it's a major injury he ruptured it completely and he's back in five and a half months now some would say it's a little you know unnatural of a recovery still just a, it's a, it's a little unnatural of a recovery I'm not saying Cam Makers is you know I'm not going to say it but we know Something's, you know. something's going on. <laughs> something's fishy in LA. Something, something's going on with the Rams. Something's in the water. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, something's in the water. Shout out Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> um, but yeah, something, something. Congrats to him. It was a good game. Nice to see him come back. Um, but it's, it's a little, it's a little odd. I personally, he played good, but I just don't think I would, I wouldn't have risked it, risked it if I was him, because I thought they could have, they could have just gone with Sonny. And uh, the other guy's name is Funk. <laughs> Jake Funk. Or Dara, Jake cause, Funk. Yeah, because Dara Henderson was out. Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dara Henderson's out. So I thought you could just you could just go with Sonny. I don't mm-hmm. I don't really see an issue there. Yep. Um, but hey, now you got Cam Akers back. He's balling, so mm-hmm. he'll help you out on this run. I just don't want him to get to reaggravate anything. So I'm nervous about that because yeah. five and a half months is just so quick for that type of injury to come back. Like Clay Thompson was ruptured his Achilles was out for like a year. Mm-hmm. And you know, other other athletes rupture their Achilles are out for minimum 12 months. So yep. we'll see how it goes. But congrats to UK makers for making the comeback and balling for your home team, mm-hmm. the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's from LA. So I don't know why I said home team, but congrats he, to you. <laughs> I don't think so. I know he went to Florida State. I'm not sure. Yeah, is he from Florida? Let's look, let's look it up. Yeah, let's look it up. Cam Akers. I feel like he is from Florida. That's why he went to Florida State, but I could be completely wrong. He is from Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. Clinton, Mississippi. Clinton High School. Shout out you, Cam Akers, for balling out. He just, like you said, full speed. He was, uh, yeah, he, he just looked, he looked damn good. 
he looked damn good for coming off of Achilles. Injury. He only did. He only did have three yards per carry. I think we're all. I think we're all overrating his performance. We ran over Buda Baker yeah, that and was knocked him out. <laughs> clean too. But, um, he was. Yeah. I, I Buda Baker, one of the hardest hitting safeties in the league, knocked him out clean. And prayers up to Buda, who is in, who was in the hospital I think that night and is now safely. Apparently, he was in concussion protocol and all that stuff. So hope he's doing well. But yeah, he just knocked him out clean. I literally could not believe that <laughs> that he ran that hard but when he did come in when he did run he ran hard and good for him for coming back off an achilles injury and making the comeback that he did and getting a spotlight player of the week shout out to you that's right all right that's the recap from this past weekend of super wildcard weekend one of the days this week i can't remember what day it was can't remember if it was sunday can't remember if it was monday tuesday whatever it was mike Mayock was fired in Las Vegas as a GM. We talked last week Well, we're in regards to this entire segment, quote unquote, very, very quick, briefly mentioning the GM slash head coach searches, nothing really to talk, to talk about. But one thing I did want to spotlight because I've just been getting notifications up the wazoo about teams completing interviews for head coach and GM candidates, all that stuff. Not going to go into all of them. But one thing that both Serge and I wanted to note that our group chat with Joe has talked about a ton has been Mike Mayock's his, his time as a GM in Vegas. He was not fired when we went on the podcast last time. He was fired since then. And man, his tenure is just, wow, just ugly, right? Man, just, it's just ugly. We, we've talked about it since he drafted the players that he did. And he's found some late round success. Of course, Max Crosby is a beast. Hunter Renfro is third in Renfro. He's Mr. Consistent, all that. Two of his first six rounders, first two of his for two of his six first rounders that he's drafted are off of the roster with Henry Ruggs with the horrible stuff that happened earlier this year. Damon Arnett flashing guns in a Snapchat video, getting cut from the team. Other four are, yeah. You have Jonathan Abram. Haven't heard much from him other than yeah. saying can't 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 cover. <laughs> he's a hard hitting safety from Mississippi. He he says what does he say South. Sa- Salmon, right? Is that what he said every time on Hard Knocks? It was a f- two yeah. years ago. Salmon. Salmon. Haven't heard yeah. anything from him since then. Um, Alex Leatherwood got drafted from Bama last year. He's bumped into to guard after playing tackle at Alabama. Has done okay. Josh Jacobs, you have your gripes about him. He ran hard at Alabama, was a good player at Alabama, and has been on and off. Don't know if it's injury. Don't know what it is. And then <laughs> the number four pick in the draft. Leland Farrell just bust literally equals bust. It just, yeah. Guy came and get rotation minutes over Ryan Nassib. It's Carl Nassib, not Ryan. Ryan yeah. Nassib used to play quarterback for the Syracuse. That's right. Orange. <laughs> that is true. Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib. Yeah. He's just Cleveland Farrell is, is a bust and it's just it's brutal. What a brutal tenure for him. He was in NFL draft, like uh, an analyst before. I don't know if it's going to, I'm sure, I hope, because he was very, I, I really enjoyed listening to him when he was NFL draft analyst. He was great, but then he got hired by Gruden. He got hired by the Raiders, and he has not been good as at his job yeah. since then. But we always just talk about it in the group chat about how Cleveland Farrell at four in whatever draft it was, 2019, I think it was his first draft, um, just was disgusting, and how his entire tenure as the GM of Vegas has been brutal. But we have that a lot of coaches are being interviewed. A lot of GMs are being interviewed for those positions. That's a discussion for another day going forward into next season and everything. Um, but 
NFL divisional round preview. Now, Serge, it's the next round already. We got some more games. What game you want to talk about, Serge? We have a bunch of them this weekend. Let's see. My phone keeps unlocking. Um, want to do Bengals Titans first? It's the first oh, yeah. one. I wrote first. I wrote it down in chronological order. Same thing as the uh, as the as last weekend. Bengals Titans. Bengals are getting disrespected again for that four thirty time slot. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to watch them. <laughs> nobody wants to see Joey B sling that ball. <laughs> Anything to I say think about? The, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I think the Bengals lose. I don't know. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like a this is a tough one to call because the Bengals look really good. Joey B is balling. Jamar Chase looks really good. T Higgins dropped some passes last week. We're surprising, mm-hmm. um, but you know they look like they're clicking on all cylinders. I haven't seen the Titans play in a week. The last game the Titans played was the Texans, right? Yep. Um, and they didn't look great in that game, mm-hmm. but they will have Julio. They'll have uh, AJ Brown. Is Derrick Henry playing? I saw he's he out, was right? practicing. I saw that he um, he did well with contact. I thought I saw so TBD. Not sure if he's actually going to play or not. It'd be cool if he did. It'd be crazy if he did. Coming off of this foot injury that he had, but that'd be a huge boost for that offense for sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's tough to call. I, I give the I favor the Bengals just because I saw them most recently and they look really good from what I saw. So I give the edge to the Bengals just off recency bias. And yeah. I like Joe Burrow more than I like Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the Titans are getting a little disrespected, but because they are the number one seed, they had the buy for a reason. They getting everybody healthy. I think having everybody healthy is going to be huge for that team. But the Bengals, like you said, recency bias. Seeing them ball out last week in get the dub over the Raiders definitely helps a lot, but if Derrick Henry's back, watch out. Yeah. One thing that I did have to say about this game is that the New York football jets <laughs> beat both of them earlier this year, Bengals and Titans. So very funny <laughs> that they both lost to the jets earlier this year, the hands of the Good. Jets. <laughs> both gave them some humble pie earlier this season. Um, so I thought it was a little funny tidbit that they're facing off against each other and, We'll see who uh, comes out victorious on Saturday afternoon. Saturday night, you have an NFC matchup between the 49ers and the Packers. Serge, anything to be said about that one? I like the Packers in this matchup mm-hmm. for two yeah. things. I do too. One, because I think Aaron Rodgers is playing at an elite level. I think he's playing his best football in years. Um, I'm just saying something because the guy's a beast. And I also think that the Jimmy G's already has his limitations as a starting quarterback in the NFL. We know this. He's, he's good, not great. Um, but with those injuries that he has, the sprained shoulder and the injured thumb, I think those injuries are going to be too hard to overcome if the Packers just sell out on the run and just try and chop that head off. Because people point to the NFC Championship game against when those teams play each other in 2020 where the team Mostert ran for what, 220 yards. Mm -hmm. So I just think if the Packers focus on that, I don't think, and they just have Jimmy G. If you lose to Jimmy G and Jimmy G throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, especially with those injuries. So uh, I just think their game plan focus should be on stopping the run and taking away Debo first and foremost, and, um, you know, they should 
win the game. They're just because they've been the best team in the NFL the whole entire year. So I can't say that the that a team that was inconsistent like the 49ers throughout the whole entire year is going to be able to just take them out in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Packers in this week. Yeah, I like what they got going on in Green Bay. I would agree. And some defensive reinforcements for them as well. Uh, Zadarius Smith is coming back and Jair Alexander is also coming back off the IR. So that's huge for them. I have said it a few weeks ago, as much as it pains me, I think the Packers are the best team in the league um, this year. And they are only getting better going forward, having the break that Aaron Rodgers did to kind of chill and R-E-A-R-E-L-A-X. He also real axe. <laughs> real. He really relaxed. Yeah, relaxed. So he relaxed during the first round, watched everybody because he got the bye. Um, is the ninth playoff meeting between these two teams, which is actually tied for the most in NFL history for the playoffs between uh, with the Cowboys and Rams for the most common playoff matchup in NFL history. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, don't remember the last time you said 2020 was the last time they played off against each other. Yeah. But um other than that, I don't remember recently that happening. So I thought it was a pretty cool stat. Nine they play nine. in the regular season, right? Because Aaron Rodgers led them like on a last-second drive yeah. to a game-winning field goal and they won the game. That's another issue that could come up, Mason Crosby and the Packers special team. Because if there's one thing at the Packers, I guess, uh, their Achilles heel, shadow cam makers, it's their uh, special teams. Because Mason Crosby hasn't been good this year. They're st- they, for whatever reason, they struggle with returning punts. They muff a lot of punts and muff a lot of kicks. So uh, that'll be something to look at. Yeah. I think Robbie Gold has never missed a kick in the playoffs in his career. Really? Wow. Yeah. I see that. Damn. And he's like 20 for 20. I might have just, you know, jinxed him. But yeah. So we'll see. I'm picking the Packers this week. Yeah. As Go Pack Go. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I'm with the, I'm with you on the Packers pick. I think they're going to win. Don't not technically root for them. <laughs> um, next one on Sunday, we change from Saturday to Sunday. The two games that are on Saturday next to the two games that are on Sunday. Rams versus the Bucks Sunday at three thirty. Tom Brady's last divisional round loss was 2010, 10, 12 years, and that was against the Jets. If you're a patient, when did he fan, play the? When did he play the Broncos? Was that in the AFC Championship game? That was in the AFC Championship game 20. Okay, I remember watching that game. The game was great. Four, four, <laughs> I'll stop that. 2014 or 15. I think it was senior year of college. I think it was. Yeah. 20. So it was 2015 going into 2016. Yeah, we're Peyton Manning. And yeah, that was brutal. Hey, Manning and the boys. Got that worked on. Demarius Emmanuel. They had just everybody on that team. Oh, God. That was a Demarius. Welker. Welker oh, yeah. was on that team, right? I think so. I don't think he was on that team at that time. Really? You just I, I yeah, just I think picture the gigantic. I just picture the gigantic helmet. That's all I'm thinking about. He head. was there for the 55 yard touchdown, 55, 55 passing touchdown season. Gotcha. Welker okay. was there for that. I don't know if he was there for that run. All right, that could be wrong. But his last divisional round loss was 2010 versus the Jets. And like I said, if you're a Patriots fan, you know how that game sinks in with you. That was absolutely disgusting. That was a horrible game. Um the Rams are 2-0 against the Bucs since Brady got there. They beat him earlier this season, right? And last year, I think it was in the regular season as well. So that's a pretty good matchup. And, Serge, you mentioned these those injuries, dude, between Wirfs and Jensen, the two stud offensive linemen. If you're a Patriots fan, or if, you, if you've seen Tom Brady play for the past 20 years, you basically have watched him play like I have. Pressure always kills him. 
If you want to be middle. Tom, yeah, especially up the middle. If you want to be Tom Brady, that's how you beat him. Pressure. And with Wirfs and Jensen, if they're back, that'd be great for Tom. If they're not, that defense can pressure him. Between Von Miller, Leonard Floyd on the edge, you have uh, what's his name? Fox in the middle. I always forget his name. I always remember his Morgan. Name. Morgan. I'll remember it now. <laughs> Morgan Fox. And you got Aaron freaking Donald, dude, just pushing up the center guard, whoever he's on. That's pressure there. And especially up the middle with Aaron Donald causing that. And they have the opportunity to get a dub as much as Tom Brady, as I think I want him to win the season and I want him to win the Super Bowl again and again and again. I think the Rams are going to get, get loose with this win this weekend. They just, it's going to be an awesome game, but I would not be surprised if the, the Bucs do not pull this one out. Yeah, I agree. I just think the Bucs have too many injuries and they're starting to pile up. Mm -hmm. um, and the Rams look like they're starting to click. Cooper Cup was even involved in the like really in the game plan last week, so I'm sure he'll get his he'll get his due next week, um, or this week. But um, yeah, I just think the that defensive line for the Rams is just too for good, especially if those guys for the Bucks are out with Worfs and Ryan Jensen. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough day. Aaron Donald's going to be grabbing face masks all night. It's going to be rough. <laughs> it's going to be a rough one. Absolutely. And Tom Brady being so old, man. Do you see the stat about, about him, about him, yeah. his age and everything? 44 years old. Tommy is 44 years old. Sure <laughs> there's so many talks about that. If I haven't seen any episodes yet, but men in the arena, there's so many talks of the episode should have came out today. Episode 10, people are talking about it coming out at the end of the season and him kind of walking off to the sunset. But who knows if that is going to happen, if he ends up losing. Good. Game. So the boss can start to suck again. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh God. But uh, Tom Brady, 44 years old. He is older than every opposing NFC head coach still in the playoffs. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur. 42 years old. Sean McVay is only 35. He's 44 years old. He's older than every one of them. And today, because these are the only three, them and Bruce Arians are the, the NFC coaches that are left in the uh, playoffs, 2013 Washington coaching graphic. I sent that to the group today too. Just brutal. Like if you're a Washington football team fan, you just have to say, how did this happen? How could this be? What could have been with them, man? They were 3-13 and 13 this season. 2013, they had Sean McVay at the tight end coach, Matt LaFleur at the QB coach, and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for them. You know, Zach Taylor was also on that staff, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's crazy. 3-13. and 13. That staff was 3-13. and 13. Was it Marvin? No, no, I was going to say. I was thinking Bengals, Marvin Jones, Marvin Lewis. I, it's gone. I don't know why I was thinking that. It's just, how does that was happen? Was it Mike Shanahan was like? It Mike Shannon had to be that coach. He had to be that the coach OC. at the time. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would make sense. It was just crazy, crazy, crazy that that team went 3-13 and 13 with all those offensive gurus, all those head coaches now. Of course, they were younger back then, but they had the workings of it. They had some thoughts of these different things that you can see why they're in the NFC playoffs right now and why they are in the divisional round. But, yeah, it'll be a good game. Like I said, I, I fear for Tommy and his the pressure that will be coming from that Rams defense. Wishing the best of luck, but I think the Rams are going to get this uh, dub this weekend overall. Last game of the weekend, we have the Bills versus the Chiefs on Sunday night at 6.30, a little earlier than they usually have the Sunday night game, which is kind of cool for those people that like to go to bed early. I am not one of those people, but I know some people are. 2020 AFC Championship rematch. Anything to say about this game, Serge? I have 
Nothing else to say about the Bills. The Chiefs are just like you talked about. They are clicking right now. 35 straight points last weekend. Got nothing else to say. What do you got? Yeah, I don't know. I just the Chiefs defense looks like it's taking a step back. They were playing pretty well up until I think the last week of this last two weeks of the season. I don't remember who they played though, but do you remember who they played? The they played the Bengals, right? They played the Bengals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Jamar Chase put up three touchdowns on them. So yeah, the Chiefs defense looked like it took a step back. I don't know if I could trust the Bills every week. I just think last week last week was a bit of an anomaly because I've seen Josh Allen play really well, but I've also seen him play really really bad. Definitely. The game is in Kansas City, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see the game going either way. I like the Chiefs though, because Patrick I just like Pat Mahomes more than I like Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, quarterbacks win championships. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I just like I just, I just like that team better than the Bills right now. I yeah. feel like they have a better on offense, they just they just have better weapons, I'd say. I think Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, McCall Harmon looked like he's Rounding into form could be that number two wide receiver. He looked, he's playing pretty well. They got running backs galore with Derek Gore and Jarek McKinnon and Darrell Williams. I don't even know where all these guys came from, but they're everybody, all playing at a pretty high level. Everybody just not named Clyde Edwards Eagle Everybody <laughs> except for CEH, basically. <laughs> then the offensive line is just so tough. Like they, oh, like they so give Pat Mahomes like hours to throw the football. Okay. So, and then that's just an offense on defense. They have. Uh, Chris Jones, Chris Jones up the middle, and then they have Tyron Matthew on the back end. Uh, they, and they, they draft Nick Bolton, I believe. Bolton Nick Bolton, he's, really he's good. pretty good. Yeah, he's been really good. So I like the Chiefs more than I like the Bills. The Bills are too inconsistent for me. So I like the Chiefs in that game. Yeah, like you said, I think last week was truly an anomaly. They just wanted to beat the Patriots' ass. It was 20 years of frustration built out and just put on that field. That yeah, day. it was a rivalry game. Yeah. The rivals are different. Yeah, they play each other two times a year. Yep. Um, they've Yeah, they played multiple times. Mm-hmm. They felt slighted from the game where the Patriots ran it down their throats mm-hmm. and they couldn't do anything about it. So it happens. But I don't think they're going to put up seven touchdowns on seven possessions this week. No. Um, that's not going to happen. It would be shocking if they did do that, yeah. Because sure. it will be a shootout, and I trust Patrick Mahomes way more than I do Josh Allen in a shootout. Yep, 100%. Yeah. I, I would trust any of the receivers from the Chiefs over Isaiah McKenzie, despite him balling on the Patriots the past time, the past two times that they played. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. It, it ends up being Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Who are you going to pick? You should pick Josh Allen. Not any of the time, I would assume. Pat Mahomes is going to be the pick. And that who is that is who we think is going to win that game and these games this this past this upcoming weekend. That is, we have the divisional round matchup. Um, I wrote down mock draft season. We don't have to get into this at all, Serge. I am already, I just wanted to say, I said it before the podcast. I am full on in mock draft season already. I said it before. I had I sat back for a few days after the Patriots loss. I've already dove into mock draft season. I am so excited. I already started writing stuff down for every one of my teams, every a bunch of the players. 
already Mel Kuyper came out with his 1.0 today on Wednesday. I can't wait to watch the special for it tonight. Um, just getting pre prepared for 2022 already. I'm pumped. It's going to be an awesome year. And uh, shout out to anybody that loves the draft as much as I do. I'm very excited. And we do, I guess you could say. I feel like I'm so far into it. And you and Joe in the group chat that we have are kind of like, oh, wow, really? That's that's kind of crazy. Like, I just. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't really follow college football like that unless it's the national championship game. Yeah, and I'm then I just you know I'm just like a bandwagon fan like that in that yeah. respect. Yeah. So that's um, right. yeah. Twenty twenty two. Roll Tide. We'll we'll be going in regards to the mock draft season the next few months and everything. But just wanted to put that out there for those that may or may not be interested as well. Talking about other topics, surge miscellaneous. Yeah, we could talk about. You want to talk about NBA draft talk, NBA talk first before we get into some other. Other uh, sure. Um, the Lakers, you know, they're struggling as usual. They got their issues. Uh, LeBron isn't the GM as most of you think, but he does have a he does have a say in what goes on because he is the best player on the team. Uh, but I don't think their struggles. I think their struggles have been a little bit um, inflated or just. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're as bad as what their people are making them to be. They threw the sixth seed six or seven seed, but they are missing their second best player. And LeBron missed some time during the year as well. Their team isn't the greatest. The pieces don't really fit, but I do think they're a tough out in the playoffs regardless when you got number 23 playing for you or number six this season. So I'm not really too worried about them. I think they'll be fine. Um, they'll get Anthony Davis back and everything will come back into they'll, they'll, they'll start playing well again. I have no, I have no issues with the Lakers. As for another team that I guess stands out to me, I guess it'd be Philly, you know, with the whole Ben Simmons situation. And oh boy. <laughs> are they going to trade? Will they trade him? Will they not trade him? Obviously, he's going to get traded. The question is, when he when will he get traded? And the other question is, what will Philly, you know, give up for? Him? Yeah. Not even give up for him. What do they want? Because they're not making much sense. There is a report of an offer that the Detroit Pistons offered Philly for Ben Simmons. It was two first-rounders, Jeremy Grant, um, Sadiq Bay and Kelly Olenek that's to Philly. That's a, that's a great haul for Philadelphia. <laughs> Absolutely. For Ben Simmons, and I, I don't remember the other player, but it wasn't it was somebody with like a no name. It wasn't anybody that was relevant. It wasn't Matisse. Um, Matisse. Maybe might have not. Might have just been for Ben Simmons, mm. honestly. Because I was going to say it's kind of a trade off between Matisse and uh, Sadiq mm -hmm. Bay defensively. Yeah. But Philly said no. They want, uh, they want either. They want James Harden. That's the guy that they want because Daryl Morey comes from Houston. He loves James Harden, and they think they can get him. They're not going to trade for him, so they'd have to sign for agency. I don't think James Harden is going to leave Brooklyn. Now he could, um, but why do you leave Brooklyn for you know Philadelphia? <laughs> James Harden's a big party guy. You're gonna leave. You're gonna leave New York City, the New York City nightlife for Brooklyn nightlife too. Not even New York City. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. nightlife. Yeah, Brooklyn nightlife for hipster, PA. Hipster, a, hipster AF dude. He's gonna be part yeah. of Liberty Bell in Philadelphia. That's what's lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scumbag Eat Eagle fans eating horse shit at the parade. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know what Philadelphia is gonna do. They're gonna have to trade Ben Simmons. They've declined trades from the Kings. They've declined trades from the Pacers. 
I just, they're just going to have to deal them away. I just, and I, they're going to have to take a deal that they don't want to do because this is the NBA and you can't win every trade. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just can't. Yep. And the Brooklyn Nets didn't win the trade against the Boston Celtics. But now look at them. Look where the Celtics are. Celtics didn't win a championship. Neither did the Nets. Nope. Hey, but the Nets got three superstars on their team. So, yeah. There was my Celtic shot. <laughs> always got always always to jab at them somehow. Always got to jab at them somehow. Uh, but yeah, that's really it for NBA news. Nothing too big. Suns, best team in the NBA. What up? What up? <laughs> I love it. And, and as the NFL season kind of finishes up, we're definitely going to get into some a lot more NBA talk, a lot more other talk as well. We're very excited to... I, I see. I, I have this dilemma where I keep saying we're excited to not talk about football, but it's it's what we know. We have to. Let's talk be about honest it. here. We're yeah. go, we're going to be excited. Not that's, let's be honest. You 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 can talk about football all day. I, I can't. Could. Yeah. I can't. I could. Like some of these games, I can care less. I can Like I said earlier. Yeah. Falcons, I don't care. Not in. You don't care. They're not in. Fantasy football is over. I don't care. The truth about me is, people. I don't like 95% of the NFL. And in that 5%, you're going to say the 90, 95% of people. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's good. That's good. I don't like 95% of the NFL players. I like the Falcons players. I like Drew Locke. I like Joe Burrow. <laughs> I like Lamar Jackson. But that's really it. <laughs> anybody that's on your fantasy team, too, right? You got to. And anybody on my Debo. fantasy team. Debo. I love Debo. Debo with the boys. Nick Folk, the kicker. Nick, Nick, Folk. Nick Folk. Nick Folk. Nick Folk was a beast too, <laughs> although he didn't do anything for me the last two games, but he's still a beast. So there's like 5 to 10% of the NFL that I like. That 5 to 10% is on my fantasy team, and the other 95% that I like in the NFL is or the other whatever whatever it is. I like the Falcons, and I like my fantasy team, and then I like a, a handful of other players. But other than that, I don't care about the teams. I don't care about the playoffs. I don't care when the Super Bowl I don't care. You know, I just don't. I, I, I have to I have to put up a face. I have to make an act like I care. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I just don't. So we'll be done with football in a few weeks, sir. So don't worry. You don't have to. I'll, I'll discuss NFL mock drafts by myself. It seems like I, I should probably. make. No, we can own. talk about that. I like the draft. Talking about Falcons. Yeah. OK, so we'll talk about it's that. not just about. Fa- I do like to see where players end up. Yeah, so of I course. can talk about how bad they are. <laughs> Cleveland, draft bus. Cleveland Farrell. Yeah. All <laughs> those different Farrell. people. Yeah, just. Yeah. So yeah. we can. So as I was saying, once as we're as we're going forward with the NFL season being done, I could talk about football forever. But the NFL season will be done shortly. In a few short weeks, we're gonna have the Super Bowl. In a few weeks, we're gonna have Joe Ski on to preview the Super Bowl, and then after that, we'll have a recap of the Super Bowl, and then we'll basically be done. So we'll be good. So there's only a few more weeks left. Don't worry. Thank God. <laughs> Falcons aren't in it. I don't care. <laughs> So we can talk about some other miscellaneous stuff. Serge, in the group chat this this weekend, you, out of nowhere, talked about you taking the biggest L of this of this weekend. After all the playoff losses, after the Patriots, mm-hmm. was was it the day of the Patriots or the day after? I don't even remember. I think what it was the day, was. day of. Because I day said, of. you guys don't need to worry. Pats fans, don't worry. I took that wasn't even the biggest L I've seen this weekend. That's right. So. I still don't even know what it was. Serge, would you like, would you like to explain in detail what this L was that you took? I'm like 
thinking it was like something to do with like your spin class or something. Oh, I, no. I, no. I never, here's the thing. Spin class. I never take L's. All right. Always getting better. <laughs> always getting fit. There's no L's in that. When it comes to fitness, no L's. Um, <laughs> everything else though, there's an L. <laughs> uh, what do, what can I say? And what can I say? I'll say this. When you no, I won't even say that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to word it. So I don't I'm even know where this is it. going. I have no clue. Know, yeah, we're not. I'm not even gonna bring. It. We're just gonna move on. Here's my L. I can't. I can't get a puppy. That's the. That's one. That's one of yeah. the L's. There's a bigger L that's involved. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna save it for myself. Because uh, I just. I. Yeah. I'm just gonna save it for myself. Um, but I can't get a puppy. That's one of my L's that I took this yeah. weekend because my apartment won't let me get a puppy. So Barkley, the puppy probably won't be coming in the first half of 2022, but watch out in the second half of 2022. He's coming. He's coming. The dog father is coming. <laughs> so that's right. Big things, yeah. big things for Barkley in the second big half things, of Big things for Barkley in the second half of 2022. Yeah. And hey, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a pup for, for Gina and I as well. We've been talking about it a little bit. So maybe as well, we're since I think she's got inspired from you, from Barkley. So as well, she, she, she should be. <laughs> so we'll see with that 2022 coming up big time. Um, big time. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk offline about that biggest L. I'm sure people will be asking about it and I still have no clue. So I gotta keep the key. I gotta keep the people guessing. Gotta people, tune into next week. I'll, I'll go into it more. <laughs> In the uh, put it on the Patreon episode. That'll that'll get yeah, everybody. But it'll going. be on, it's on the Patreon episode. You got to <laughs> be at the five dollar tier to hear about Serta's biggest L. I'll go through all my L's. <laughs> I'll make a whole separate How podcast. That? How about that? I'll, I'll do go. a whole episode. Call it the L word. I'll just right. go through all my L's. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> that's all right. Talking about off season stuff. That's one thing that we can do. Perfect. Sounds great. Yeah. All, right. all my perfect timing. Perfect timing for it. Absolutely. And. Speaking of perfect timing, Serge, get into some t- TV and movie talk. Can you, what do you got behind you? What, what, kind, what show are we talking about behind you? What, what do you got there? It's the greatest show on earth. It's the greatest <laughs> show ever created. It's The Office. So <laughs> I here. have, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So I've been watching super fan episodes on Peacock. Basically those episodes are the, uh, it's the regular episodes, but they have, they include the deleted scenes. So uh, they're just fantastic. So the average episode runtime for episode of The Office is probably like 24 minutes. With the on the Super Fan episodes are 28 to 32 minutes, so you get an extra 48 minutes of content that you have never seen before. So I enjoy it. It's very funny. The Office is just a great show. Shout out Michael Scott. You're a great boss. You're a great guy. Uh, just love the show. It's just a great show. I don't. I, I don't have enough good things to say about it. It's laugh out loud funny every time if you've watched The Literally. Office. I only know a single person, and you, you, I, I you would be surprised about. I, I, I'm gonna out him on the podcast. I could care less because he, out of all the people to not enjoy The Office, it's absurd. It's Nick Leonard. I'm sorry, but Leonard, I don't know how. Who doesn't like The Office? He doesn't think it's funny at all. At all, it's insane to me. So he doesn't think it's funny. It is probably the funniest show of all time. It is. Every time, laugh out loud, funny. Gina and I were literally sitting on the couch on her computer doing other stuff last night. And the the Niagara episode, parts one and two, where Jim and Pam get married, were on. And they were just so many laugh out loud scenes where it's just like the most random stuff, whether it's Michael just destroying Toby's life for no reason at all. The, mm-hmm. the tw- like when Dwight comes up and he says, Michael, 
twins <laughs> like it's just like goes over <laughs> and it's just like two guys sitting in a booth drinking a beer together oh my god the concierge from like the thinking about the hotel the oh kevin malone with the the ice and everything just thinking about just those episodes there are so many laugh out loud funny parts of those episodes that every episode is just absolutely hilarious and just the low-key stuff that they say is just so so funny the greatest show on television um first episode i ever watched with you do you remember this at all when serge and i when uh i went over to your apartment when you and cole lived in norwood massachusetts shout out norwood massachusetts shout out no what was the name of that was it windsor gardens or was that what it's called uh what was it called i think it i think that's it was something gardens because i know that it was, it was Nor- station. Norwood, i think it was norwood gardens right so something like that right by uh something yeah the bach house a gigantic bach house what's it which, called uh, it wasn't norwood gardens or something oh. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but it was it was it was a it was it was, it was a trap house. It was a trap house, yeah. Right by the now it was Wendy's wasn't there when you guys lived there, right? Because you guys would have went uh, there. I don't think so. At yeah, least, we would have. Yeah. At, least, at least at least Cole was, and shout out Cole. He's my college roommate from from Stonehill College and one of Serge and I's best friends from college. Um, he uh, they lived together in an apartment in Norwood. The first episode that I ever watched of The Office, first one ever. Was that was the first episode you ever watched? Ever, yeah. My dad watched it like when I was younger. I never got into it. I know even during college, our entire house watched it. I just was out of the loop, I guess. I don't know. I wow. never like even like I heard about it and I did not know. But first episode I ever watched was at your house and, or at your apartment and watched the 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 fun run for the the fun run. Yeah, it's just for the cure of what is the rabies yeah for yeah i i wish i could go through i wish i could remember it because i know i bought gina a t-shirt she has a t-shirt that says the entire thing it's michael scott's 5k fun run pro-am race for the cure <laughs> i forget all the other stuff but it's just laugh out loud funny and that was the first episode that i watched i didn't understand the he, premise of anything he, but i was still <laughs> laughing watching that episode he carbolos with fettuccine alfredo <laughs> right before the race too who is it oscar uh stanley and uh kevin hop in the cab and pull up to the the finish and then michael pukes at the end oh my god just yeah they uh try to sabotage toby by giving him an x-lax but they don't give him an x-lax they give him like an emodium so we can't (laughs) actually use the bathroom and he crushes the crushes the crushes it yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Mindy Kaling, Kelly, Kelly Kapoor, the office bitch, is sitting, or what is he, the boss, boss ass bitch? I forget what she calls herself. Uh, <laughs> boss bitch, I think. Boss bitch, yeah, called. yeah, Kelly, boss bitch. Kelly Kapoor, awesome. She's at the end of the race, and like uh, Toby runs through it, and she's just sitting there, just like, oh yeah, congrats. And Toby realizes that the five k is not a loop; it's literally just from one spot to the <laughs> other. Just. Oh god, that was the first episode that I watched, and I was laughing out loud at that. And I had no idea the premise of that at all. So it was very funny, and I am very happy to have watched the uh, the Office fully through. I think now twice or three times. Now it is just mm. absolutely hilarious. It's Comedy Central. I think they have it on Freeform now. It is mm. all over the place on TV, and it's so good because you can just sit down twenty minutes with. See, it's and it's the only show that ever made me cry. Yeah, what episode did you cry? Only when Michael proposed to Holly. Yeah. And then the sprinklers come down. That made you cry? Not like, even not even in return? Because I was so happy <laughs> for Michael. <laughs> I was so happy for him. The candles, all, was, the millions of candles, the huge HR uh, no-no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so beautiful. Got me so emotional. I was like, this is awesome. 
it was just like because he had just you know the whole premise is a guy that's a loser who who, who can't get girls i remember there's one scene where uh <laughs> i <laughs> i don't want to say because it it's um it's a little out there so i won't say it but it's uh um it's just hilarious. He's he's a he's a loser. He's gone through hor- horrible relationships. Jan, she she you know he wants to, he wants to marry her, have kids with her, but then she ends up you know going to uh, she says no when yeah. she makes a bit of a vasectomy. Snip snap, snip snap, snip snap. You know what? Yeah, snip snap. And she ends up going to like a sperm bank and ends up getting pregnant anyways. And then Michael throws her a baby shower. Um, and then Holly leaves. She leaves the one, the woman of his dream, just leaves up and leaves him. Nashua, New Hampshire. Yeah, and then you know he's just out there. And then she comes back, mm-hmm. and they rekindle their flame. Mm-hmm. And then Michael leaves, and I just thought that was just great. The show could have ended there. Yeah, honestly, agreed. they didn't need those other seasons. Those others, I I just like. After TLOP, I don't count those Kanye albums. <laughs> after <laughs> after season seven, I don't count those episodes of The Office. It's yeah. Usually, usually, it's a turn away. Like when you're seeing that episodes are on, you're like, oh, what season? Oh, after season seven, nah. Like I, if it's the only thing on, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. But like other than that, it's yeah, not nah, gonna turn on. Remember Will Ferrell like popped into the one episode and then D'Angelo Vickers. How can I forget? <laughs> and then, does he doesn't he like? basically die on the episode right isn't the basketball yeah. hoop comes down on him yeah he tries <laughs> to dunk a basketball and he like messes up he falls yeah. and then um he doesn't die but he comes like stupid or something <laughs> like he's oh god like he has like a brain injury or something oh that's right yeah that's right mm-hmm. yeah just like you said past episode seven but that show you have it on in back of you and it just it's the it's the best show ever it's mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah i can make I can quote episodes of the office all day all it's day. ridiculous all day from season one all the way to season seven basically so good mm-hmm. so so good overall there's so many other tv shows that we could talk about and everything but serge we're already basically an hour 15 into this do you want to yeah. bring do you want to bring anything else up before we wrap this pod up uh any other, anything else that you're watching that we can continue talking about? I saw the UFC. I saw a commercial for the UFC fight this weekend. That looked, <laughs> that looked sick. I was like fired up. Watch I'm it. Probably gonna watch it this weekend. Yeah. At least at least the main event. The main event. Yeah, huge. that's the what last I saw. two. The main event. The co-main event are the big ones. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's two the championship name? fights? What is it? Isn't it like for the undisputed? Don't they both have belts or something? Isn't that yeah. The one's the interim championship champion. Yeah. The other one's the the heavyweight champion. Yeah. Um, Francis Ngannou versus uh, Cyril Gane. Yeah. Now it could be a first round knockout, Ooh. or it could be Ngannou. He's gonna knock the other guy out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never actually. I've I've seen some of uh, Ngannou's fights, um, but when I started to watch the UFC, he wasn't. You know, I guess active because he was having. He has a contract dispute with the with the UFC. He wants to get yeah. paid more money, which is which is you know we should. Um, but um, I've seen a lot of the other guys fight so Cyril Gunn. The guy's just like a freak athlete. Mm-hmm. Like he's a tactician. He's a he comes from like a kickboxing background, but he's six foot five, two hundred forty five pounds. So he's massive. So he's like moving in the he's moving in there like he's freaking Bruce Lee or something. Because that, that's that's how I got into the UFC. I got yeah. into the UFC because when I was studying for the bar exam last year or the time I had off, I would watch old 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 hong kong movies like jackie chan 
um, Bruce Lee, uh, all that old stuff. And so I got into it like that. And then, you know, I started, I started to follow those UFC fighters that have like come from that karate background. So like, I, I'm a sucker for some kicks, some karate kicks, some hot, some flying knees. I like that. I don't like the wrestling and the, I like the, the jujitsu is cool. Yeah. Um, sometimes yeah. when they're actually going for submissions, but when they're just laying on top of you, I could do, I could do away with that. Yeah. But, um, that's how I got into the UFC. So it's cool to see Cyril gone kind of like take those, like those, like, kickboxing i gotta i gotta send you some stuff those yeah, kickboxing movements i saw just a preview got me fired up i was like damn these dudes yeah. are literally just like two titans facing off of each other mm-hmm. it looked ridiculous so yeah. i'm fired up how big is nagano is he as big as, as the other dude yeah i think he's like six five two four like they're massive people damn you no know, john jones is john jones is six four chandler jones brother yeah, yeah yeah he's moving up to heavyweight um is he in, is he back in the ufc is he not arrested he he uh, I think he, the chores were dropped to a misdemeanor. <laughs> the guy just keeps getting out of trouble. Man, can't get out. Great of fighter, probably a terrible human being. I don't mm-hmm. know, don't know him. Um, but uh, he's a great, he's a great fighter, probably the goat. Yeah, um, he's, I, I remember seeing clips of him just mm-hmm. being absolutely absurd. Like you said, hor- seems like a horrible person from all the stuff that mm-hmm. he's done. But mm-hmm. UFC fighting, yeah. Yeah, you got to be a little crazy to do that to fight in a cage. Yeah. So in your underwear. <laughs> but yeah, he has he has no losses. His one loss is a no contest because he was disqualified. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think he's nineteen and or something. But yeah, he's moving up to heavyweight. He's I think he's gonna he's the plan is for him to fight the winner of uh, this matchup. Oh really? Oh wow. Yeah. The reason that that's the plan. That's what his plan. plan is. I don't know if the UFC is gonna let him do that. Kind of yeah. like cut the line like that, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they did because the guy's a, a savage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, he's like 6'4, 260, 265. Yeah. The limit for heavyweights is 265 pounds. You can't go past that limit. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome fight. It's going to be big, 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 big pay per view. Mm-hmm. I, I might buy it. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I, I might as well it seemed like just literally i watched it on commercial and it was i had the tv muted and i was doing work and i literally turned on the tv because i was like this looks insane so yeah mm-hmm. we'll see there's some there's a little drama between the the heavyweights because they're from the same they were from the same camp oh really um, they all they had the same coach yeah, yeah yeah uh francis left and then um as cyril was coming up uh i guess they I don't know if they don't like each other, but there's obviously a little bit of bad blood between the coach of uh, Cyril and Francis. Mm-hmm. So there's got that aspect too. So there's yeah. two things. There's like that storyline and there's the contract storyline. So it's mm-hmm. very drama filled. It's like I was into the wrestling. We're, 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 we're breezing past this podcast right now, but I was really into yeah. wrestling when I was younger. Oh yeah. Um, WWE so, and stuff? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'd watch it. I watch it every, every Monday, every Tuesday, every Friday, every Monday Saturday night raw, baby. Thursday mm-hmm. night Smackdown. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. So this is like real life wrestling basically. Yeah, that's right. So People are getting knocked the F out. <laughs> mm-hmm. People get knocked. People get messed up. So crazy. UFC should be yeah. a fun time this weekend. It sounds like a whole mm-hmm. whole thing. So mm-hmm. it definitely sounds super exciting overall. I watch it every Saturday. There you go. <laughs> I eat my sweet basil, my sandwich from sweet basil, and I watch my UFC That's every right. Saturday. That's right. After spin class in the morning. <laughs> what a day. What a life surge. It's, it's, it's a life. 
I don't know if it's what a life, but it's a life. It's something. What a life. What a life. Beautiful. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention before, just to give you some shit for it, is that you sent me this this video the other day of, who was it talking about it? Oh, it was uh, Chris Delia, who also- Delia. Delia. Also has done some shady shit in the past as well, but he, yeah. <laughs> not a good person, but he sent a clip to me about the show Gamora, about how Italian it is. Mm. Serge, as mm. people, people know, he's putting the Italian hands up. He identifies as Italian from episode four. I think it was, I don't even remember what it was. I admire the Italian culture. Yeah, I like their food. I like their movies. I like their shows. Mm-hmm. You like, like them. their media. Yeah, I absolutely. Like they're, they're, they're good people. <laughs> we good people, Serge. We, we. I gotta go to Italy, yeah. But yeah, I'm planning, hopefully planning too soon. But you sent me this sh- this this clip about the show Gamora, which is in We should Italian. go to Italy together. Let's do it. Gina wants to come. <laughs> that's that's been in the works for a little bit. She wants to come too. So <laughs> it'll be but, the three of us. <laughs> we're best friends anybody could have, baby. Exactly. <laughs> but the the show Gamora is an Italian basically mob move, mob show. Mm-hmm. And Serge is did you watch the first episode already or no? Not yet. It's okay. coming though. I got to figure right. out a day. Maybe so, tomorrow. Serge keeps talking about this. He, he keeps talking about this show being the one saying that he's going to watch this before he watches The Sopranos. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, boy. It is uh, so many cultural references are from The Sopranos, and it's just, it's unbelievable. Sopranos, Sopranos, however you say it, does not matter. Gabagool. It's all, it's all the same. Gabagool. It, Oh God, cool. <laughs> that was also one of the episodes last night too. That was I was dying laughing at the office. It is the Gabagool. I'll take the Gabagool. <laughs> what? what? Sir? I don't think we have that here. And if it, yeah, I'll take a I'll take some I'll take a pasta plate <laughs> with the with the sauce. If it is not on the side, I will send it back. Michael goes. <laughs> Michael goes. I will have the side salad if the salad is not if the salad is on top of the pasta and is not on the side. I will send it back. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous absolutely laugh out loud funny but the fact that you want to watch this show before the sopranos is just so disheartening prequel it's not it's it's just oh man it's just disheartening (laughs) to me so many cultural references are from this show so many hilarious clips like i talked about before the picture of us from from the wedding us in the trolley going to the church i think it was yeah i think it was going to the church where we all have our hands up saying oh that's literally from sopranos from polly walnuts putting our hands up like that that's from the show I've sent you clips before. You've never responded to any of the Sopranos clips because you don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but man, you got you have to watch it. It's just it's it's hard. It's disheartening to me that you want to watch it. I'll watch it eventually. That. I know you keep saying eventually, but I always say eventually in the group chat about my movies, and we all know <laughs> that's never going to happen. So let's... no, I will watch the Sopranos. It's going to happen. Okay. I just have other things I got to watch first. I got to finish my Attack on Titan. I got to finish The Office again. I gotta watch Gamora. <laughs> uh, it's gonna happen though. I, it's gonna. How many seasons of The Sopranos are there? Nine. I want to say seven. Seven. I want to say seven. It's only like ten episodes a season. Uh, yes, it's fire. Okay, that's not I bad. It's dead. No, I'll it's watch it eventually. There is six seasons. Oh, yeah, I'll watch that. Six seasons. Yep, the last season I think goes through. I want to say it's like they always, they they technically cut it cut season six up between two separate things. I think it's like one yeah one two. There's 21 episodes in season six. 
Oh, so geez. it's basically it's basically two seasons. So counted okay. as two seasons. Yeah, there's like yeah, third. Oh, is there thirteen? Per? I think it's thirteen. I honestly I haven't seen it. Gina and I watched it a few uh, summers ago. Thirteen, almost. Thir- I think it's thirteen every single season. It's very. You'll fly through it once you get into it. It's just you want to know more and more and more, and it's so good. So I'm excited for when you actually watch it. So we we can review everything. Oh most, yeah, we'll do that every what, week. We'll, record, we'll review and I'll review an episode of the. Uh, I love it. The Sopranos. I love it. I love it. We absolutely have to do it. And one of the funniest funniest lines. I'll give you a pre a precursor to one of the funniest lines in the entire show. First episode, the grandmother doesn't end up coming over to the house for whatever reason. You'll get into why Livia is the worst character ever. <laughs> the little kid, Adrian Soprano, Tony's son, says, "So what? No fucking ZD?" And it's absolutely hilarious you don't understand the reference now but i promise you'll be laughing when when you watch it in real life in real real time so that's it you're gonna watch you're gonna watch you're gonna watch Gamora before and i know you are and we'll discuss it we're probably gonna gina and i probably gonna watch that next after we're watching succession succession now which is awesome 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 show oh it's intense we are on season three already there's three seasons just finished this fall too so we're already like catching up to what it is we're going to be done and then we're not going to have anything to watch. So Gamora slash entourage, those are on the, on the docket next, I think going forward, but, uh, but yeah, man, season or not season episode, <laughs> episode 13 of the perfect time in podcast. Anything else before we finish up surge? No, that's it. I think we've uh, covered everything. You know, so. we talked about football. We talked about our shows, talked about my L's, but I guess that L not the other L, but that's, It'll be talked about next week. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. it. Beautiful, perfect time in podcast episode thirteen. We out. You. Yeah.